1: Our women podcast career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to the fourth and final episode in our showcase season of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host, Simone Roche, and we're just three weeks to go until this year's Northern Power Women Awards, which takes place on the 21st of March, sponsored by EY. Each week, I have been delighted to be chatting to an incredible role model from across our community, and this week is no exception. On today's episode, I'll be joined by Kelly Rickson, MBE. And I know she's really proud of that MBE. We'll have a chat about that in a bit. She is the founder of Rixon Associates and chair of the Institute of Hospitality. And in 2009, Kelly founded the Devere Academy of Hospitality, a groundbreaking initiative that saw almost 13,000 young people from the furthest parts of society trained to gain employment in the wonderful hospitality sector. Later that year, she was awarded two honorary fellowships and an MBE for services to the hospitality industry. And in 2019, during the supervisory Board at the Institute of Hospitality, later taking the role of chair to help the Institute navigate through this difficult period, helping it to emerge transformed and stronger than ever. And here she is, transformed and strong, stronger than ever, Kelly Rickson, MBE. I haven't got my teeth in today, I swear. <laughs> it works for me. Hello, my lovely. Oh, you know we've known each other for a long time, a long, long time. And I, I came and visited uh, your academy on two occasions, uh, one over in Tranmere and once here in in Liverpool. And what an amazing, 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 amazing thing you did. And that was one of the things you got an MBE for. So, but tell us about MBE Day, because I'm always fascinated by this. I love it. Well, as one MBE to another, you know, you
0: know the script. My MBE Day was a <laughs> fabulous day. Um, I taught my two sons and my husband. And I, I, The weird thing about it, though, I don't know how you felt, Simone. I felt a little bit like Charlie Bucket with the golden ticket because you turn up at the gates, don't you? And everyone stood there looking in and then they opened the gate and let you through and you're on the other side. So it was very bizarre. Um, it was a once in a lifetime kind of experience. Um, and uh, yeah, I was invested by the the lovely Prince Charles who was hysterical, who was absolutely hysterical. His opening line to me was, thank God you're here. It's been incredibly dull so far. Which uh, at that point I knew we were gonna uh, have some fun. So yeah, the video is really funny. The video is him looking really serious, but he's saying really funny things, and I'm just giggling away like a schoolgirl. But it was fab.
1: And every year, what do you do? I have an MBE
0: day. So I uh, yeah we we recreate the moment that I was invested, and we go out somewhere, and I put on my medal. And in the uh, it's ten years I think since my MBE this year and every year I wear my medal and go for somewhere beautiful for lunch in one of our beautiful hospitality places around Liverpool and no one has ever asked me about my medal in 10 years <laughs> so if you're out and about on the 25th of October and you see a lunatic walking around town with a big medal on for God's sake just ask her about it please <laughs>
1: Oh, well, what actually, what you need to do is just take Prince Charles with you in future. That's what you can do. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: telling you. There's me,
1: mate, Charles. I did tell him that. You know, there you go. Can, can I just borrow you
0: like once a year, just to come round and shake people's hands? But no,
1: there you go. Oh, he'd love that. He'd love that. Listen, let's let's dive in. But your company, Rick's and Associates, has the philosophy "What happens next" as part of your logo. It's on the front page of the website. Those three words are integral, aren't they, to your business and life? Yeah. It, it,
0: it's, it's all about who I am and, and it, it kind of it came from an interesting space and it's become my life mantra if you like it, it's part of everything I kind of do so in 2010 we had a life-changing situation so we uh, were involved in a terrible hit and run accident which saw my youngest son critically ill and fighting for his life uh, and uh, it, it decimated who I was as a person and who my wonderful life that it was. And I didn't know what was going on. And I was really confused and I was really angry about what had gone on. And I was, um, I don't know why I said 2010, it's 2012. I'm, I'm tied up with my 12s and 10s. But I was i was lost. I was all at sea and I didn't know what to do. Um, I was at the pinnacle of my career. I was really successful. Um and all that didn't mean a jot. It, in the moment when life and death literally hung in the balance, um, your achievements, what you'd done, the glamorous places you'd been, the people that you'd spent time with actually had no meaning at all. It had no value. So you get to some fundamental truths about who you are and, and, and what to do and at that moment I kind of just pulled on everything in terms of the lessons I'd learned you know they told us that our boy would you know struggle may not survive never walk again never think for himself not have any independence and you hear these words and you kind of think well that's it and for a little while I thought well that's it the experts are telling us and I kind of we just kind of had to have a word with ourselves and go, well, actually, that's just somebody else's opinion. It's somebody else's view. And in my life, in my career up to that point, I'd never listened to anybody's view on what I could and could not do. You know, I'm a girl from a council estate in Liverpool. I I shouldn't have been on the board at big organisations, but I was. So actually, why was I now starting at the most critical part of my life? Why was I now listening to what, are the the boundaries of what we can achieve. So we kind of just thought and about well, you know what what happens? What do we do? And so the principle was I couldn't change what had happened to us. I couldn't change that night. It was beyond our control. You know, that hit and run driver changed our life and I could do nothing about it. The power comes in what happens next. And for me that's where I found solace. The idea of not accepting the hand you've been dealt with fighting it challenging it arguing it getting involved and trying to change that future and um, it just become a mantra for life so anyone goes oh you know this terrible thing happened and this happened and you go yeah it's happened so what happens next
1: and that's where you find your power. It's interesting that you say, you know, uh, I've known you for a number of years since way back in the days when I was um, heading up Women First, which is where I fell into the the gender equality world. And I uh, I remember just being so swept up and just, I loved your passion, your speed, your impatience, your, you know, just kick assness, if even that's a phrase, but I'm taking it anyway. And I think it fully describes you. So <laughs> it's interesting that you like, you know, you were almost distracted, uh, not not just by the awful, awful, you know, situation that was around you and everything that was happening to uh, yourself, your family and Harry. And but the fact that you you let it take over you for a bit and then at one point, like you said, you would had a word with yourself and go, I don't do this in business. So why the heck am I going to do this for my family? You know, um, was that a, was that a light switch moment or? You know was that a wake up or a, you know this isn't me? It was a conscious decision and weirdly, it came from the really
0: strangest place. It came from somebody being really negative and, and 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 you know you hear stories about people being wonderful and we were surrounded by lots of wonderful people and and therapists and amazing people. and then one day, you know one of those individuals said something really negative. And it shook me to my core. So my boy was in a coma for a long time, you know. And and you know, but we saw signs of him kind of coming around and being, you know, improving. And this this nurse said to us, "Yeah, but you don't know what's going on in his head, do you?" And I kind of, I, I was like, "How dare you? You don't know what's going on in his head." And I th- it was literally that moment I went, "I'm not having this anymore. We're not victims. We're not putting up with what people's." impression is of us we're winners we're survivors and we're going to carry that through so no limiting language was used around with boy we never talked about what he can't do we always talked about what he's going to do what he can achieve and you know now he is rock climbing you know got a girlfriend socializing all the time he is charming fabulous interesting uh, and, and has achieved so much more than if we'd have accepted the the hand that we were dealt um, we'd be in a totally different place so for me what happens next is down to you
1: don't let anyone ever tell you your story you shape it I love that you know, and that that we could talk about, can't we? We talk about with um, you know elite athletes, athletes and business people at the top of the game about that positive mental attitude. But this is it with with bells. This is it. This is it on steroids kind of thing. You know, and 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 I can't even imagine. You know what you went through and how you were. You where did you draw your strength from? But the one thing I do know about you is that is that pos- positive mental attitude. And I, and I, I know you're someone who's very generous in spirit in 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 sort of um knowledge in support um you know what what would you pass on you know there's people out there that have you know we know what the last few years have, have brought you know and we'll talk about the hospitality industry in a minute which' we're, we're both massively passionate about but what advice would you pass on as you know um in respect of what you drew on in in, in the time of this this horrible time
0: it's hard to uh, give people lessons because actually you need to be open to lessons you need to be ready and in that position to to receive a lesson you know I know myself anyone that tells me something I think well that's, that's for you it's not for me so the only observation I can make on my kind of view was that I had all the ingredients I needed to survive and to thrive through that you know it wasn't I had everything I needed inside of me and I I'm not special I'm exactly like everybody else. And so my my feedback or my view is you've got all the tools you need. Now, you might need a little bit of organizing. You might need a good support team around you. But no one can tell you that you're not capable of this, whether it be big change, whether it be, you know, a transition that's going to shake you, whether your foundations as a person has been shook. Ultimately, your route through You have all the tools. You've got that inside of you. You just need to get your plan sorted and then
1: don't listen to anyone who tells you you can't do it. Absolutely. And how, you know, this was changed in so many ways. But actually, for you as a, you know, a leading businesswoman, role model, you know, uh, advocate, board member, all of the above, you know, how did you embrace that change? Well, you know, change is an
0: interesting thing. So change, it can, you can generate change by your actions or change can happen around you. Um, but either way, it takes action and, and I'm an active person. So for me, it's uh, if it's a change I uh, agree with, then I wholeheartedly agree and I get involved and I advocate for that change and I lead the change. I'm not a good takey part person you know me I you know give me a job where I can just get at the front and, and, and run with it I'm fine. Get me in a room where everyone's gonna chat for hours and and, and nothing's gonna come of it and you'll lose me within five minutes. so I've got to be leading it I've got to be part of that driving bit but also in the same vein if I oppose it then for me it's a case of I, I don't what the accident taught me as well as I don't want to waste time doing stuff I I, I'm, I don't believe in. It made me change my business model. It made me only pick the clients I want to work with. I only do the job I like doing the work. I'm never going to do another auto-enrolment pension scheme again, ever, because it wasted part of my life and I'm never going to get back. So it makes you kind of be quite selective and it makes you understand the value of your time and the value of your experience.
1: I don't even, I'm not going to say, do you consider yourself a resilient person, you know, b- before the accident? Because you're just, you're a resilient person, full stop, you know, you're someone like that is that at the start, impatient, leading and, and driving the change. Get out my way, I'm coming through. I'm going to do, you know, create boundless thousands of opportunities for young people because I can, you know? So, but other people don't always build that resilience or don't enable that resilience around them so what can we do to help others and I know it's not others aren't just a homogenous group out there you know it's all different walks of life it's it's
0: an interesting question because you know people lots of time people go oh if that had happened to me uh, I couldn't have coped and you go, well, actually, when you find yourself in a situation, that could be anything and not just what happened to us. But in my career, you know, I couldn't cope being on a board. I couldn't cope in your job. I couldn't cope in that. And you go, actually, interestingly, you have no idea how capable you are. And resilience, you know, I had this debate this week with with a client of mine who was concerned about uh I don't like confrontation. I don't like confrontation. And my challenge to that individual is let's look at the word confrontation because actually, what is it? What does it mean? Is it, is it, is the shouting? No, there's no shouting. Is there abusive? No, there's no abusive language. It's just, we're going to be debating. And I'm like, that sounds like discussion for me. So resilience is very much the same thing. You know, you kind of just have to get on with it. You have to do it. You have to push through You have to make sure that you're part of the conversation. And you will accept the fact that some days you are going to have bad days. And, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. You know, you get up the next day and you choose your attitude. You know, you look at it and go, what happens next? I had a bad day yesterday. What happens today? So this idea that everything is terrifying and scary and frightful... Well, actually, it is just about the lens in which you're looking at it. So change your perspective, change your view, get opinions. You'd be amazed how many people will go, God, you're dead strong or you're really brave or you're really knowledgeable and actually feed from that, too. So resilience is about trying to get rid of just the negative talk, you know, negative self-talk and start to really promote that positivity
1: in your life and the one thing i don't believe is that either you or i have 24 hours in the day i believe we have an extra six hours squirreled away somewhere but that's
0: <laughs> sleep is for <but> wimps <laughs> hey
1: you, you you know you're the chair we talked about the, the hospitality uh industry and you're the chair of the supervisory board for the institute um and we talk often and long <laughs> long about having seats at the table you know it's not one seat you know but it, why is it important god that's it sounds it sounds like you know but why would you encourage other women to seek out those positions you know we've talked before oh I can't or that's not for me or I couldn't do that but why is it important that you you lean in and if, if there isn't a seat take the folding chair or extend the table whatever it may be because we're awesome
0: you know I, I, it's, <laughs> I, I think the challenge we've got a lot of the time is it's a lack of confidence or it's a lack of of people around just surrounding you telling you that you're fabulous you know what I mean and actually I think that there's a weird thing about it lots of people who say How can you encourage people you should do you encourage people do you encourage women I, you know encourage should be an active word it really should be it should mean something because otherwise it's just words so you know yes I encourage people I encourage women specifically I encourage northerners to get on the board. Do you know what I mean? It's just this idea that it, 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 it's a certain group of people that are only successful is a myth, but it will remain this kind of perception unless we start to change it. So yes, I encourage it, but actually how I encourage it is I get out there and mentor. I speak to people. I speak as often as I can. I role model. I challenge the norms. You know, the institute, you know, it, it, it was quite a traditional organization. No one, no one expected me to be appointed chair. And we've seen it transform. It's been brilliant. The, they've, the members have just embraced it and the diversity and the innovation. They were just desperate to
1: have it. So you know what? Be brave. Step out do it and finally you talk about that active work and that you know your passion for people at the start of their career and being career ready it's equally important for that we that it's that active word i i you know, it's that sponsorship approach where it's mentoring and opening the door and going through, you know, so it's equally important that we're enabling people at the start of their journey to be part of this conversation as well and be part of those board positions from a junior perspective because we need to hear from them because that will aid them on their career as well as us in our business decisions, won't it?
0: It is, and it's weird because it is about, and I know I'm conscious I'm speaking to Northern Power Women, and it is about gender, but it's about both genders. You know, I'm the mother of men And I'm raising my men to to understand that talent, hard work, will out. You know, being a good human that works really hard, that accepts everybody for who they are. You know, my son is a disabled man now. So, uh, you know, the idea that somebody would be discriminatory to my son, not even going to happen on my watch. And I feel the same way about that, you know, about gender, about you know, even social backgrounds, scousers, you know, why aren't we down there? And the minute you meet one, it's like meeting somebody on holiday. You're made up, aren't <laughs> you? Somebody's got your accent. You sit on a board and somebody says I'm from the north, I'm from Watford, and you go yay, that'll do! It's close enough. So, you know... It's an identity. It is! And, and we have to really kind of try and galvanise that positivity, but we have to galvanise it in, in all genders. And it's about making sure that people recognize talent in others,
1: and talent, hard work will out. So come on, Northern Power Women. Thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing your insight, your wisdom, your, your just... <laughs> and I, I don't even know how you spell that on today's <laughs> episode. And a massive congratulations. So delighted to uh, for you to join the uh, Northern Power Women Power List uh, 2022 this year as well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so proud of it. Thank you. You're amazing. And thanks for tuning in today. Please do tell your pals about our podcast. Please, encourage but encourage actively as Kelly says reach out to us on socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all our other social media channels drop us a line old school podcast at northernpowerwomen.com and join us next week on Monday the 7th of March for the debut season of the we celebrate season when I'll be joined by another incredible role model from across the Northern Power Women community I'm Simone Roche and you've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast a what goes on media production